Guevara invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalier. With Richard Marsland on the buttons. You know, I reckon it's the addition of that announcement that's caused all the trouble. <laughs> Cheeky Richard. And today, with only six weeks left on the clock, we're handing you the keys to the show, letting you decide what we play. Ed, will you please stop emailing me the phrase donkey courtroom? Who's the best nine-year-old chess player in Australia? We'll recall our most unstable previous sponsor. Community newspaper gripes given national airtime. Remember when John Howard was involved in his own Warney-style texting scandal? I don't, but apparently you do. Our Half-baked promises start being kept. Apart from us, who's been dropping a clanger? That doesn't sound like someone dropping a clanger, Richard. Sorry, that sounds Tom. like you fainting because your Veronica's tickets have arrived. My apologies. <laughs> Prizes are back with a fizzle. And at the second hour, international breakdancing sensation Lawrence Leung is here as we smoke out your secret skills. Tony will build your dreams with his two hands. He'll hang some memories on the wall. And when he and Richard are there, Richard won't have to ask if Tony still cares. How true it is. And it's all coming up on Get This, another victim of those dodgy AWAs. My job is to make sure Australians keep their jobs. Yeah. That's my job. Right. But most importantly, yeah. uh, this is um, something that'll happen in uh, six weeks' time. Yeah, OK. Uh, so people know that as a team, uh, it's an experienced team. That's true. Uh, and I want to see them keep their jobs. He had his fingers crossed, I reckon. Here's the oils, best of both worlds. I'll get this at Triple M. Best of both worlds, written, spoken and authorised by the Shadow Minister for the Environment here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Good afternoon, everybody. It's myself, Tony Martin, who yesterday revealed the show only has six weeks to go. I think it's terrific. Yeah, all right. Isn't he having a gloat? <laughs> Ed Cavalli, who reckons he's qualified to do all kinds of other jobs. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> it's not that funny. And, of course, pushing the buttons, Richard Marsland, who's more concerned about the rare-spotted Gippsland moth. Yes, I know, but uh, I will take an interest in that moth. Oh, he loves moths. Everyone's here. Did the ALP released their moth policy at no, Not stage? yet, not yet. Uh, their beetle policy is really looking good. Oh, and their butterfly thing oh, is some amazing. Some of their crustacean ideas are really cutting oh, through. Oh, look. All across arachnids, too. <laughs> Welcome to Get This. All across arachnids. Where through the- your work day. <laughs> We must thank the listeners. We've got to thank the listeners. The emails are coming in thick and fast. Yes. Uh, here's what I did last night. I didn't get any sketches written because <laughs> I was just sitting in front of my computer refreshing one page every 30 seconds. Uh, hotlabs.org. <laughs> hotlabs.org. You can't get on there. No, really? It's such a queue. Oh, Even man. with broadband, you can't get on to steaming hot Labradors. Now, this is on your dial-up, isn't it? Yeah, I am on the dial-up. See, now that everyone else has abandoned the dial-up, yeah. it's actually quite fast. That's not true, Tony. That's like your theory about the horse and carriage. <laughs> now that all these idiots have cars, <laughs> the horse and carriage lane is clear. What is the name of that website, Mr. Marslin? Um, I found it this morning. Petitions or something? Petitionspot.com. Petitionspot.com. There's one about get this winding up. The commies are hysterical. Very sad. Mm. I'm not making fun of people's emotions. But, man, they're cracking some funny lines. <laughs> There's some gold on there. Get on the Go to petitionspot.com. Now, is there one on there for um, uh, the lack of cappuccino vionetta in the freezers of your local supermarket these days? That's so big it crashed my browser <laughs> right, several right, times. Right. The Monaco bar one. Oh, massive. Unbelievable. Cappuccino vionetta tone. <laughs> Coffee and ice cream. <laughs> Who'd have thought they'd get along? You see, we have this wonderful sponsor here on the show, sticking with us despite the bad news. That's the Nissan Navara, the 4x4 yes. Australia magazine's year to the year. Yes. Well deserved. Yes. But like you say, mm. uh, we did try and get uh, Vianetta to sponsor us. Um. I think it was just to <laughs> try and get some. Yeah, you, mm. you, were basi- you, you were stalking them for a while. I tell you what makes you look good at a party. You know, I used to show up to swank parties when I was doing my arts degree. Nothing, yeah. you know, berets and <laughs> discussion of Foucault and such. Mm. And Cavalier would roll in with a couple of Viennettas, oh, no, one, wow. one, one under each arm. Boom. Turn that boring cheese soiree into a free-for-all. Did you just go in and chuck them in the bath with all the other Viennettas? <laughs> and then try and eat someone else's slightly better brand Viennetta later and claim that's the one you brought along? No, because no, what I would do is I would open the packet yeah. and I learnt this way of slowly revealing it out of yeah. the packet. See, I think your Viennetta talk was too fruity. 
for... I the, could go one right now. Yeah, but I, we didn't get that sponsorship. <laughs> and uh, two blokes, because uh, we're playing anything you want to hear. Just mm-hmm. call us up and request it over the next six weeks. Yeah. Twelvo and The Devastator have emailed in, <laughs> right. demanding we play uh, our failed sponsor's uh, spot, which was, I think, Bob Johnson. Do you remember mm. that bloke? Mm-hmm. He was a bit unhinged, I think. I'm Bob Johnson, and I'm smashing all of my prices. Look, here's some prices. Now they're smashed. Thanks to me, Bob Johnson, and this hammer. Look at this price, $755. Now it's completely illegible. Cop that prices. There goes another one. Was $2,995. Now who could possibly read that? But I'm not stopping there. These prices over here have been getting away with murder for years. Now they're beaten to a bloody pulp on the floor of my showroom. Because I'm smashing all of my prices into a million tiny pieces. God, I hate them. Look at these prices over here. Out they go at ludicrous reductions flung from the roof of one of my 15 convenience stores to land shattered and indistinct at record lows no amount of restoration could possibly decipher. Hang on, missed one. God, I hate these prices! Bob Johnson smashing prices for no discernible reason, pointlessly standing on the roof of his store in his underpants saying, why, why did she leave me? Weren't the brain-snapping bargains enough? Future destroyed, life now futile, must smash all my prices at all my stores. My beautiful stores, she won't take them from me. I'm Bob Johnson, dammit. Bob Johnson, he's a crazy mother Always poised on the knife edge of sanity and you reap the benefits. Okay, is that all right? Yeah, it's fine, mate. Do you think there was enough smashing noises? Oh, there's plenty of them, mate. Yeah, um, you don't think we should just add a few more? Nah, nah, there's plenty there. I really want to sell the whole smashing prices. Yeah, th- I think you got that idea, okay. Russ. All right, then. I'll see you tomorrow. Okay, see you, Bob. Okay, see you, guys. See ya. Thanks, mate. Hey, watch out for that glass oh. door. Oh, my God! Oh, jeez! I'm Bob Johnson! Oh, I'm smashing all my vertebrae! There you go. One of our many rejected sponsors. Here we get this on Triple M. Ah, yes, that's the plain white tees. Here we get this around the nation on Triple M. That's right, still on for the next five and a half weeks. Uh, You may have read the news in the paper. Thanks to everybody who's been calling in. Uh, Requesting stuff. What about Neil Wilson? He wants to hear the time Glenn Robbins duetted with James Blunt. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's that? We're going to have to dig that out. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. Glenn brought that himself. Uh, uh, Spider wants to know what was the very first sketch on Get This. I think it was a documentary explaining who Ed Cavalier was. Yeah, with that guy. Um, yeah, that guy. Whoa. <laughs> who? I don't know. Ingve Malmsteen? No idea. Yo, yo, Mark. Mitch Ewer. Mitch Nail and Ingve. <laughs> what was the sketch? What was that? Uh, it was like your rise. Oh, I was the, the pre Marsland era. That was That's when the right. bear was still pushing the buttons. You got rid of him, didn't you, Rich? Before Marsland laid a bear trap <laughs> in the studio. He sent uh, a letter <laughs> written in blood and lipstick <laughs> to the bear. <laughs> to us. Of course he did. Oh. Uh, what about this bloke, uh, Nathan Power? He reckons uh, Power. if they want more music on Triple M, what you should do is just play all the talkback mountain themes over the course of one show. Okay. Have that be the music. Yeah, the goats won't get annoying at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit Nathan oh, Power. Listen to this. Uh, Newstopia went out last week. You mm-hmm. saw it, Ed, didn't you? I was on it. How are you impressed with Marsden's name in the credits? Fantastic, wasn't it? No, it was huge. There was no material in the show by Richard <laughs> no, Marsden. No, no, no. But the name was spelled correctly and the font was well chosen. Very nice of them to include my name in that one. This person here says, uh, I have to say, you guys said Richard didn't have anything on the first episode of Newstopia, but there was a very conspicuous reference to upskirting that I immediately attributed to the man. Was I wrong? My other final question is... Is Ed Cavalier technically a giant? On all the photos of your show from the website, Ed seems to be shuffled up the back to take the focus away from the fact he resembles a parade float. If nothing else, it explains why the female guest stars on Thank God You're Here are always trying to kiss him. Who could resist such an engorged man brute? (laughs) Thanks for all the great times, guys. Steve. Cheers, Steve. Make sure you jump onto Ed Cavalier's a spunk uh, on Facebook. Join the dude parade. Um, I don't know if I like to be known as a float, Tone. Well, would you prefer to be known as an engorged man brood? Yeah. Engorged man brood, Ed Cavalier. Every afternoon on Triple M.
around the nation. What have you got for this us? Is all, you know, this is all a bit harsh. You know? This is all a bit... Uh, What's too know? harsh, EMB? It's all a bit lowbrow, you know. It's all a bit... Come on. You know, well, let's class it up a little. You know, why don't we go to the world of chess, the classy world of chess, Richard. Something classy, if you will. Okay. Are you on classy music? Oh, man. Um, I, for three minutes, I said, can you have something classy, <laughs> ready? And he just sat there replaying the bit of the Newstopia credits on his computer and <laughs> pausing his name and getting girls from the sales department to come and have a look. How's this? Oh, perfect. Yeah, no, perfect. Yeah, thank goodness. It's time to talk chess, obviously. Uh, all right, well, listen to this, Richardo and Tony. Yeah. There's a nine-year-old uh, chess competition which is going on. The 2007 Chess Kids National Inter-Schools Championships. More than 400 kids. Wow, here yeah, in Australia. Here in Australia. The top three players will go to the uh, the, the international finals oh, later yeah. on in the year. Some really smart kids. Sure, sure. When I went down there yesterday and had a look at uh, around the, you know, the, the ruler over some of the kids who are pretty good. Yeah. And have a listen to what one of the competitors had to say. Yeah. I'm Richard, and you nine-year-olds are so bad at chess. I almost beat, like, some of you. If only my silly horsey didn't keep getting eaten by that one with the castle bit on him. <laughs> um, in Idol, I vote for Matt Corby because he's got a floppy nose. <laughs> <laughs> That's chess. Unbelievable. That's sports. <laughs> for another round on Get This Next Up Politics. <laughs> And because you wanted to hear it, John Howard goes toe-to-toe with Warney and the Veronicas. There's so many listeners losing the religion that is, get this, of an afternoon. (laughs) So many of the people on the show kicking the um, table (laughs) with their knee. That was massive. (laughs) The mandolins haven't even finished. (laughs) Danny Cavalli has injured himself once again. Sharp, isn't it? Yeah, because they put... um, they put uh, padding on the speakers above where I sit so I don't <laughs> bang my little head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you are a hulking giant, as the listeners yeah, have pointed out. Thing T- in a bubble. Turgid man cans and another mandolin-related injury right here on Get This. <laughs> Turgid man cans. Is that <laughs> our key phrase today? <laughs> yes, it is Get This Around the Nation, described in the Melbourne Age today as a successful annoyance for the Osterio Network. <laughs> my bag, successfulannoyance.com. That's my website. Got it. That and widestance.com. White stance type. That is all you, Rich. <laughs> that is a great. You know, I d- never thought I would be pretentious enough to be quoting something from the New Yorker on this show. Yep. But if you've seen the cover of the latest one, I'm sure you have, Rich. I'm sure you've got a subscription. I haven't got it in the mail yet. It's a. It's just a fantastic picture. It's a painting of Mahmoud in Ahmadinejad, the prime minister or president of Iran, sitting in a toilet cubicle in New York, reading the paper. And just someone's foot coming through the <laughs> underneath this thing to him, wide stand style yeah. from the next cubicle, and him just looking confusedly at what's mm. going on. Oh wow! Beautiful work. Mm. You know, that's what we needed. That's the sort of billboard we should have had up. We'd still be on in seven weeks. Because I don't, I don't understand it though. Is that cool? Is it cool if I don't get that? Because he claims there are no homosexuals oh, hey, in yeah, Iran. Yeah. So there he is in America. No, 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 I'm good now. Someone's doing no, a no, wide stance. He doesn't know what it means. I'm fine now, Tony. <laughs> trying to read the paper. Just Mr. Link in the chain. <laughs> On the toilet. Just Mr. Link, bro. I'm a dinner chat and I'm okay. Okay, now I'm good. Keep the links out of it. Okay, politics, local politics. Local. Uh, looking for headlines today. John Howard plans Kyoto-style policy. John Howard has announced that if re-elected, he will ratify a Kyoto-style agreement. Style. Not actually the Kyoto Agreement. Kyoto-style. Is that like ranch-style windows on your house? Mm, lovely. <laughs> oh, now I'm living on a farm. There's so much aluminium out in the country. <laughs> it's like non-dairy creamer, isn't it? Yeah, true. Have you ever heard that phrase? Non-dairy creamer, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's your non-dairy creamer, they'll say to you in America. You go, Hang on, a brick would be technically a non-dairy creamer. <laughs> What do you mean non-dairy cream? It's just liquid paper, isn't it? A Kyoto-style policy coming our way. Maybe it's Kyoto-style, like, you know. Yeah. Or is it Kyoto-light? Diet Kyoto. <laughs> I don't know. What is the Kyoto Protocol anyway? Like, what are we all... If it, if it got ratified, what does that mean for Foxtel? I don't know. You know I mean, is there going to be less channels? I'm just distracted. Are they going to get rid of the scrapbook channel? Here's a headline that's uh, got me distracted in the paper today. How I beat off a great white shark. Sorry, oh. is, that, is that something you've been working on in your spare time, Richard? <laughs> Look at that. Let's move back to politics, <laughs> shall we? Uh, a lot of requests. The three Anthonys, all three Anthonys, have requested uh, this interview with John Howard from Get This about a year ago. 
Mr Howard, thanks for joining me. Always a pleasure. Are you seated comfortably? Well, it's not for me to say whether I'm comfortable or uncomfortable. Uh, <laughs> right, I was just asking if your chair was OK. I'm not Kerry O'Brien. Um, I'm sorry, Tony, I don't have anything to add to the earlier answer. <laughs> was there an earlier answer? Tony, I don't really have anything to add to the previous answer on that. <laughs> Hang on, which answer are we talking about now? The previous answer. The one before that one? The earlier answer. <laughs> Mr Howard, I don't know where we're going with this. Tony, I'm not going to speculate about further goals at this time. <laughs> OK, fine, I'll start again. Mr Howard, thanks for joining me. Always a pleasure. First, let me say the uh, comb-over's looking a lot better these days. Well, though it's not perfect by uh, the pristine standards of its critics, uh, it's a lot better than what it was. And uh, I hear you're having a lot more work done. Uh, pectoral implants on the way. I've heard talk of huge mutton chop sideburns. Tony, I'm thinking about what next I can do in a lot of areas. Yeah, the uh, word on the street is you've uh, had a bit of enlargement work done uh, on uh, the old fella. It's enormously improved from what it was. Could you describe the operation for us? Well, it, it's ridiculous to say what happened to it. Mm. It was a completely new exercise. Yeah, from what I hear, Tony, you'd still like to go a lot bigger. Tony, uh, let's get a sense of perspective. Wow, that's quite an elaborate job. Particularly uh, at the upper end. It's amazing. It's balanced, it's stable, it's the envy of most other countries. Oh, I don't have a ruler with me, but are we talking uh, 10? No, more than that, uh, probably closer to 11 or 12. Wow. And the idea that that mm. it should have been even bigger... Uh, is absurd. Tell me, when your uh, wife took a look at it, was she, um, what's the word? Mesmerised. Yeah, d does she have a nickname for it? The Great Bulk. Mm-hmm. And how's it been received in the cabinet room? It's been widely applauded and... It must be making you popular with the ladies. It's a question of whether you can service it. Look, I'm showing you a picture of Amanda Van Stone in a bikini. It is not going up. No. Uh, uh, Mr Howard, I understand you're now calling yourself the Prime Minister of... Pleasure. Pleasure. And whenever Shane Warne's in town, the two of you hook up. Always. And your behaviour gets pretty... Outrageous. Uh, provocative and right. all of the other things that one can say. Yeah, I hear you've uh, had some pretty wild parties at the lodge. There have been allegations about human rights abuses. A story I heard is one night Warney showed up, he'd had a few, he dragged you out of a caucus meeting and said, let's get laid. He said that very openly. Uh, he said that he wanted to have uh, a good f***ing... And he suggested the two of you have a foursome with the Veronicas. I'm not aware of any such suggestion from him. He certainly didn't suggest it to me. Mr but, Howard, please. Uh, According to the New Weekly, the Veronicas were singularly unimpressed by your advances. Well, uh, you don't have to agree uh, with uh, everything that a friendly leader does or says. You uh, were rough and inattentive. We had a lot of other things to do as well. Women uh, have needs, Mr Howard. Those things have been carefully met or attended to. The girls say you were both pathetic and clearly too drunk to do anything. Well, I don't accept that. No, I don't. And really? Well, what did they say then? Gee, you fellas are good. I mean... Uh, oh, Mr Howard, the Veronicas are actually in the next studio right now. And let's bed them down. Oh, I don't think I'll be asking uh, them in. If we could... If we could... Talk to the animals? That is complete nonsense. Right. Just before you go, could you do your Bob Hawke for us? Uh, uh, very good. Always a pleasure. That's <laughs> better than your George Harrison, Richard. Much better. More Prime Minister, moment. a pleasure. I'm getting this. Oh, thanks for those memories, Fallout Boy. Here again, this on Triple M around the nation. Um, thanks to everyone who's calling in, emailing. The phones have just been going continuously since we made the announcement yesterday. A lot of people calling up just wanting to give somebody, anybody... One... Right up the bracket. <laughs> Still don't know what that means, I'm going to miss that guy. I'm going to take that with me when we go. I'll bet you are. <laughs> really? And so much stuff, too. Yeah. Your boot is going to be chockers. <laughs> it's going to be like Molly Meldrum taking the episodes of Countdown. Mm. Sure it will be. Or Wilkins crap. with keynotes. Uh, a lot of things to take care of. You know, people are really happy that you're going to fulfil so many of your so far broken promises Look at this, Tom. over the next few weeks. You, uh, you want to talk about that now? Sure. What have you okay, got? Okay, co cop this. Yep. Uh, <laughs> so yesterday I'm walking past... Ow! Okay, oh, he's hit himself right. again. He's injured himself twice already in one broadcast. Man, that's right. my thinking knee. Uh, <laughs> right in the bracket. <laughs> we need to get an oversized studio <laughs> built that you will look normal sized in. It's, 
No one how Gulliver felt. This travels of his. Always getting tied down by the midgets. Um, anyway, walking past a guy yesterday who was asking for money outside a train station. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, and he yeah. was asking everybody. Oh, he know, was like, the previous occupant of this time <laughs> slot. <laughs> I didn't know you. Uh, anyway, so he's walking past everyone. Can I have some bucks? Can I have yeah. a few bucks? Can I have a few bucks? Can I have a few bucks? Mm, sure. I walk past him. He looks at, goes to ask, stops and goes, how's it been going today, mate? And I was like, why didn't he ask me? And then my friend said, because you look worse than he does. So oh, you look like... I look like I was getting his hand-me-downs uh, <laughs> and chucking them on and wandering around the streets. <laughs> He's just offering you his hat full of money. Go and help yourself, <laughs> you whatever. Need, you need it more than I do. <laughs> you want a guitar? Take the guitar as well. <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I'm in my normal tracksuit pants, yeah. uh, grey shirt, which I just can't get the stains out of. I don't know what they are. Yeah. I think they're oil-based. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Now, Richard, as well, has always presented an old polo shirt, yeah. kind of, uh, I guess you'd call them pimples on his arms, uh, and in a giant buffont. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> green pants, brown shirt, green shoes. I'm dressed as a tree today. But I what does that have to do with one of your promises? It, just rem- it reminded me that I promised that we would go shopping together, Richard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? Oh, you were going to do a shopping montage. We were going to do a... <laughs> with brown-eyed girl underneath. <laughs> we were, were going to do a gorgeous shopping montage. <laughs> so what I've done here, Tony Martin, yeah. is during the song I've thought about doing this... Yeah. And I've written these uh, these stores out, Rich, and you're going to shop for me and I'm going to shop for you <laughs> and then we have to wear them yeah. to an event which I've RSVP'd on your behalf. Now, hang on. I thought the idea was you were going to fulfil all the promises you've previously not lived up to over two years. You're just giving us new ones now. No, 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 no. no. But this is part of the shopping one. But this is now got a reason. Ego Rich, there are now three options. I don't remember Pick the shopping. one, and this is the store that I will be that, that uh, I will be going in to choose your outfit so, for this so event. This, okay. So this is like a raffle draw. It's go. pretty much a raffle draw. Dive on air. Take that one. Yep. Okay, what did you get? How'd you go? We got Supre. Okay, <laughs> Supre. Yes. Uh, so I'll be going in the Supre to pick an outfit for you. Well, you, I hope they got some new stuff because I got all their old gear. <laughs> well, it's you did well actually, Rich, because out of three options, two of them were leather store and one was Supre. <laughs> so, I'm, damn it. And you've also got to go to Bathurst on a date with somebody. There's so much oh, here. No. There are so many challenges. They right. want, people want you to do that show from inside the canvas sack. You know, can do. But look, this is going to happen. Rich and I are off. Somewhere he will be dressed completely head to toe in Supre. Our election promise to you. I get this. That's Wang Chung. Of course it is. <laughs> the Jung here. I get this around the nation. Dance hall days. Fine, fine Wayne work. Chung. No, not <laughs> Wayne Chung. <laughs> not Wayne Chung. That would be ludicrous. <laughs> Wang Chung. Oh, whoops. That was Wayne Chung. Yeah. Annabelle Chong? No, that's not oh, right. Oh, that's yeah. rude. That's not that's right. Rude. Everybody Annabelle Chong tonight. <laughs> There's a very strange video clip. It's a long night. Uh, what about the Get This podcast? Ooh. No matter what happens, that continues somehow. Mm. Uh, 138, that's up and running. Ooh. Oh, Ed's exclusive interview with Delta Goodrum and Katrina good. Roundtree. <laughs> the shrimping bee, that wasn't even supposed to go to air, let alone be preserved on podcast. That? Nude news, late-breaking mm-hmm. nude news. Oh, a day in the life of the Prime Minister, the Jeff Fennick verdict. So much in there. How far have you gone for some action? It's all free. It's all at iTunes or the Triple M online labyrinth. Oh, get lost in that. Mm, triple M.com.au. It's like the film labyrinth. David Bowie's wandering about, making Is a fool of himself. With, uh, what's her name? Jennifer Connolly. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Now you're interested. Dance, magic, dance. <laughs> what a song. <laughs> See, we are into music. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Who says we're not into music? <laughs> and to prove it once again, it's time to climb Talkback Mountain. I hope you're happy now, Megan Oren, who requested that theme for the segment. And, you know, we put a lot of effort into this segment. The topics are... Well, a lot of thought goes into coming up with them. You can't just dream these things up at five minutes to midnight and plonking things on the table. Oh, dear. What has he got against us? Gaffs and blunders. That's what we're talking about today because it's the start of the election campaign and usually about now somebody says something stupid. It's usually about now. It's all people trying to catch each other out on facts. Mm. What's the interest rate? What's the pension age? Um, What's the top... You know, rate for that. Um, What's the uh, Dow Jones at? Where's that? Uh, Jones is out. Dow's N- name at lunch. The last three Dean Geyer albums. Just facts. I'll oh, just throw uh, the Prime Minister uh, facts. Fringe, in, Rush, and Backflip. In the middle of an interview. 
to try and catch them out. Have there been any so far, Rich? Anything well, big? Apart from the Prime Minister meeting with the exclusive brethren? Apart from that? <laughs> um, last night on a current affair... That? How do I get into the exclusive brethren? Too exclusive for you. Oh, what? Uh, and last night on a current affair, Tracy Grimshaw gave him a pop Grimmers. quiz, as a matter of fact. Yeah, how'd that go? Like this. Quick pop quiz. What's the current average weekly wage in Australia? Well, it's, a, well, it's about the... At an annual level, it's about... It's just over $50,000 a year. It's actually eight hundred and sixty-seven dollars a week. The official reserve. Yeah, yeah. Bank well, I've given you. I've given. I've given you. Well, it's six point two five. Six point five, actually. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't played with that, but that was his reaction. Mm. Or anything. Yeah, but we get that reaction a lot round here. Mm. <laughs> hey, what about Ed doing the whole show from inside a canvas sack? Mm. Oh, hey, what on. about we give away that Stephen Sagal seven pack on all our competitions this year? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> that's where the trouble starts. Okay, faux pas and gaffes. Obviously, we've said something. I think something happened yesterday. I'm not. We were quite polite. I thought we were trying to tell the listeners what actually was happening without getting too nasty about it. I understand we were taken off in Adelaide. Right. A lot of people are emailing us saying that they ran Get That, the best of Get This. Oh, oh which is exclusively for bakers. That's right. It won't I mean, make any sense if you're not a baker. Nonsensical in the afternoon. Constant <laughs> dough references. <laughs> <laughs> that is des- that podcast. It's not a podcast. It's separate to the podcast. It's mm. Get That. It's designed specifically for people wandering home from a nightclub oh. covered in their own filth. Lovely. At six o'clock <laughs> on a Sunday morning and or pastry chefs working at that time of the morning. We'll take either. Yeah, I know. I, I called. I had to call my dad yesterday, and he, he thought we had a day off. He yeah. thought we were taking it easy because we were replaying a show. He was very. He's a massive fan. He particularly likes a segment, and my mum as well, <coughs> called "Up the Mountain." Um, that's this one, is it? Yeah, that's right. That's oh, so what they call Talkback Mountain. <laughs> that's right. They call nah. it "Up the Mountain." God bless them. But what did we say yesterday? Where they wouldn't run it in Adelaide? What did we? We weren't slagging anyone off. Oh, we? I think I got stuck into uh, various Adelaide attractions. Oh, the Veal Gardens. Copped yeah, it. yeah, they copped it. Uh, and Wills yeah, copped it. Wills. Did you have a go at the new tram line? Massively. Yeah, 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 yeah. Inappropriate references to shallow bush graves. That usually does it. Malls balls. Oh. Had a slag off at them. <laughs> oh, me balls balls. That was probably the comment probably that had switching fault, it off. All right, that's a gaff. That's a or gaff. A blunder, whatever you want to call it. Have you made one, Ed? I haven't. But uh, when I look for these things, I turn to the. Uh, what, Richard? No, no, great. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> Turn to the community newspaper uh, and the thumbs up, thumbs down column that uh, Nikki Hamilton's mother sends oh, to Oh, that's me. a great column. Here we go. Thumbs down to the McRae resident who repeatedly comes into our property and leaves cat food on our front lawn and empties cat food tins onto our doorstep. <laughs> we do not have a cat, as the signs on the trees clearly indicate. <laughs> If you have a cat, feed it in your own yard. Our dog is on a strict organic diet and you're not helping. Who's doing that? Someone's getting a tin of cat food and doing the old, hitting the bottom of it and it's coming out in the solid chunk. What does that sign say? I gotta have time to read it. <laughs> Got a cat food this lawn. Is it just a Labrador regurgitating it? No, someone, someone's taking the, the trouble to empty the kitty food. It's very funny. Okay, was well, that a gaff? I get. Um, what's a blunder. Incidentally, uh, uh, who's getting thumbs up this week? Uh, thumbs up to Bill. Oh, yeah, he's done great work. Done well. All year. Excellent stuff. <laughs> done work. Served done well, us uh, very well. Uh, Mr. Marsland, anything you want to get out of your system, gaff-wise? Gaff-wise, okay. The very first wedding that I emceed, um, <laughs> I would have been about maybe 21 or 22. Oh, yeah, And yeah. I've emceed a few of my time. It's great fun. Yeah. always like to do it for friends and family. Didn't Princess you do the, El- the Elton John wedding? Oh, I he think did, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that went well. I'm not a jinx at all. Um, but uh, so I got up and, and, you know, was talking about the bride and the groom. Yeah. And the groom had only been with the bride for a number of months. Before that, he had a long-time girlfriend uh, whose name I happened to drop during a speech. Yeah. So I mentioned the former girlfriend when welcoming the bride and groom. Uh, yeah, no, not great. Good wow. Job. And very difficult to dig yourself out of. And it's just been one disastrous emceeing gig after another since then. Yeah, that's, yeah, right, that's right, that's right. Okay. Things haven't been going okay. well. That's a lot of fingers, Nikki Hamilton. You're right. Let's get the listeners on board. Well, well hang on. What's that? Prizes. Oh, actual prizes. Yes, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, Year of the Queen, the making of the hit show Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, but in book form, yeah. All right, Ugly Betty. It premieres on Channel 7 in 2007. Uh, this must be from several months ago. Desperate Housewives, Episode 8, went to air March 26th. If you missed it, you've got it. Sea Patrol, Cometh the Hour, Series 1, the season finale. What's going to happen with McCune and that other guy? If you don't like those, then how about Kath and Kim? Yes, these prizes are legal. 
Series 4 are available on DVD from October 17th, but we've got them for you today. Everyone gets a copy of Kath and Kim Season 4 and something illegal from downstairs. Call <laughs> us now with your gaff and or blunder. one 353 NXS and their perfect strangers here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. There's an election campaign there is. unfolding. Gaffs and blunders are usually the order of the day. Who's got one for us? Ed Cavalier. G'day, Michael. G'day, guys. What happened, mate? Mate, I was appearing in a play uh, quite a long time ago called The Woman Taken Into Adulterer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was playing the male adulterer. Yes. And uh, I was to remove my pants as quickly as possible. Yep, yep. Well, unfortunately, um, while I was doing that, to a crowd of pensioners and Boy Scouts and Girl Guides, mm. I uh, removed my pants, but at the same time, removed my boxes as well. Oh. Well, Sorry, maybe that's not the sound of made. That's apparently okay. the sound of a clanger dropping. Uh, and how did that go down? Uh, well, I did get a standing ovation from the old ladies in the group. Of course yeah. you did. Bookings increased immediately. <laughs> it certainly did. And you didn't wear the traditional five pairs of underpants, uh, like most amateur theatre productions? No, no, just because the excitement of actually being in a play called The Woman Taken Into Adultery and with some hot chick being the adulterer, uh, lucky I wore pants at all. <laughs> lucky you put anything on, is that right, Michael? That's exactly right. Yes. <laughs> As, you know, you got, you got your dacks off. As an adulterer has want to do, man. This is the way to get people into the theatre. <laughs> it's in character. That's what they want. Julius Caesar performed by the Chippendale. I've got no problem <laughs> that with that. so well. Well done, Michael. Uh, good. And take note, Barry Kosky. <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening... <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Hello, John. How oh, are you? Oh, we should point out that man gets a copy of Kath and Kim Series oh, 4 on DVD four. and something else from uh, Ed's grab bag. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon me. I forgot. <laughs> Just because we get acts, I forget how the show works all of a sudden. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> Hello, John. How are you? G'day, man. How are you? Excellent. Uh, talk us through it. I was working at a function a while ago at the Grand Prix and a young fellow had the name tag Simon Cran. And I said, oh, you share a rather unfortunate name. And he said, yeah, that's my dad. And he looked over his, his shoulder and he says, the, uh, then the leader of the opposition. Uh, oh. <laughs> Simon Creed Jr. Well, who would have guessed that? Yeah. That's always quite an odd thing, isn't it, when people give their children the yeah. same name? I think it's quite, uh, isn't it, like a bit like I'm awesome, so <laughs> let's keep that going. Let's have two of me. <laughs> yeah. And how did you get out of it? I basically ran and hit. <laughs> Ran and hid. <laughs> Good on you, John. Facing up to it. Just behind a bush. Sorry. Glad to see you go, boys. Going to miss you. Oh, oh cheers. Oh, go. Good on you, sir. Go and add your name to that fantastic uh, petition on the internet. Get the Viennetta cappuccino back in stores. Good <laughs> on you. Hello, Steve. How are you? Hi, guys. How you going? Excellent. Uh, what happened? Uh, well, actually, I was at a, a mate's wedding. Uh, oh, yes. He's a twin. And uh, when it came to speech this time, because the twin asked his brother to be best man, yes. uh, the father of the bride welcomed the wrong twin into the family. Brilliant. Oh. oh. <laughs> Thank you so very much. <laughs> and that can't be reversed. That's I'm, I'm guessing it's had to go through with it now. So, so 20 years later, I still ring them both up and congratulate them on their anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful work. Isn't that lovely? <laughs> All right, that gets you a copy of Kath and Kim Series 4 on DVD. Thank you very much. And uh, good luck with battling the Daleks there. <laughs> uh, do we have time for one more? Hi, Darren. Hi, how's it going? Excellent. What happened, my friend? Mate, I was on my honeymoon with my second wife. Mm -hmm. We'd had tea, you know, I'd had a few little drinks, and we met these people, and I introduced her as my first wife. Brilliant. Oh. She wouldn't have minded that at all. used the wrong name. Yeah, now, did she mind that at all, Darren? Was she well, I didn't, even, I didn't even notice, mate. She let it roll until yeah. we left that night, and then, then I copped it. <laughs> yeah, it's always good when it's been bottled up for a few hours, <laughs> I find. <laughs> uh, is yeah. she, are you still together? Yeah, maybe. 16 years now, but, um, yeah, needless to say, there was no hanky-panky that night. Oh, <laughs> just because you called her your first wife's name. Yeah, well, they're pretty similar. One one's called Nikki, and the other one's Kathy. That's, I can't even tell the difference. Did no. you say the same did, name did you, twice? I think you said the same name twice there, Bob, and say. Yeah, no. that, was, that was my defence. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. Well, you've got yourself uh, Kath and Kim Series 4 on DVD, sir. Thank you very much. Uh, Go on, you boys. Thank, thank you. you. Shockers with extras. Yeah, lovely. But, hey, we've got to move on right now, move the caravan on, because join, uh, goodbye Adelaide, let me just say that. See ya. Assuming that it went to air today. <laughs> In the next hour, oh, he's been round the world. Breakdancing every step of the way. Lawrence Leung, get this. I'm sure. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power.
because I can If I don't because I wanna You'll miss this jazz flu listeners You will Be ignored by the stiff and the board Because I'm gonna To clearing open the second hour of Get This Around the Nation Brought to you by Nissan Navara And because it's our last five and a half weeks They're all coming out of the woodwork All of our co-hosts for the last two years Here's one, it's Lawrence Lung Hello sir Hello, how are we? Good to see you We good It's really sad to hear that There's only five and a half weeks to go Is it going to be like um Remember Chances on Channel 9? Oh, yeah, it went crazy. Yeah, they went crazy towards the end when they found out that they were getting axed. All the writers wrote in vampire plot lines and zombies and things. Well, that's, Is this uh, like that? that's why you're here, Lawrence. Uh, <laughs> we're travelling through time. Yeah. Time travel would be good. That'd be lovely. Let's have some of that. Well, well where would you go, Tone? Oh, I reckon the early 1970s. Yeah. What, no? Set of Batman, dude. You go back to be on the set of oh, Batman, the television. Yes. Back to 66 to 68. Yeah, to be one of King Tut's goons. Ooh, <laughs> Biff Powell, wow. And Flump, an actual That's word right. seen <laughs> recently Flump. on Batman. Is there anything you'd like us to do over the next six weeks, Lawrence? Anything you've never heard on the radio we, we should oh, attempt? Um, well, I really enjoyed the ping pong competition that you guys oh. did. The tournoi. Yeah, yeah. You, you need to go off with a big bang. You yeah. Need to, okay. A rematch? Okay. Yeah. Or... or Maybe a giant round robin table tennis match with all of your listeners. You know, everyone gets to hit the ball once and then they move over to the next. How many? Okay. What what size table are we talking there? Oh, it'd have to be pretty big. Fifty people around it. Yeah. Could 50, you do that? You, you've got more than fifty listeners, sure. We get twenty-five listeners and twenty-five co-hosts, something like oh, that. Oh, we've got to stop just playing old sketches and put some thinking caps <laughs> on and get Good. to work, guys. Yeah. Lawrence Lung is here to inspire us to get this. Oh, yes, dumb things. So that'll be Paul Kelly around the nation on Get This, the second hour on Triple M. Lawrence Leung is probably one of the best-reviewed comedians in the country. Well, that's terrific. But guess what? It doesn't actually equate with the reality. Oh, don't bag our guests, <laughs> Mr Rudd. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry about that, Lawrence. Uh, I'm talking about your reviews in Edinburgh because a lot of the uh, well-reviewed Australian acts over there, the news doesn't seem to make it back here. But I was on the internet and you were picking up four- and five-star reviews for your show. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, th- I guess it doesn't get reviewed here so much in uh, Australia, the news from Edinburgh, because... It doesn't really... It's not really that important. It's just a couple of comedians doing their thing overseas. Yeah, but they're but, Aussies. They're Aussies. That's right. But but really what it is, Edin- the Edinburgh Festival is like the largest comedy festival in the world. So for us, it's like the Olympics, you know. Uh, we, yeah. we own our routines in our own countries, you know. Yep. We, you know, we, we do our performance-enhancing, uh, I don't know, practice workshops sure. in front of mm-hmm. audiences. Understood. Yep. And then we, you know, go, go to the other side of the world and stand on the world stage and hope that our Australian comedy kind of translates to the Scottish... English and uh, international audiences. And what was the show? This was Lawrence Loon Learns to Breakdance. That's right. And just, I know you've been doing it for a year, but explain it to people who haven't heard. Well, Lawrence Loon Learns to Breakdance, it was kind of this project that I had to try to out-cool my older brother. That's right, your older brother. Yeah, Dennis the bass guitaring uh, older brother. And uh, so I decided to set, my, set myself little tasks, kind of challenges to out-cool him in different ways. And it culminated in me learning to breakdance. Uh, and I still am learning. I'm, I'm terrible at it. I'm, I've, you know, I've been doing this show for a very long time. I've, I've met legitimate breakdancers when I went overseas. Uh, I thought I'd be, you know, the only young Asian guy in the UK doing right. a show about breakdance. But no. No, they were legitimate Korean and Japanese breakdancers doing these full shows, and these guys were, like, the best in the world. Right. Breakdancers, you know, throwing it down in the streets of Edinburgh and, you know, doing their stuff in front of the crowds, and they were just awesome. And then right. here I was... You know, with the, the, the fake idea of doing faux breakdancing. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think I was a lot funnier, but, boy, they could breakdance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is in Edinburgh, it seems to me, that especially since Dave Gorman started doing those shows where he tracks down everyone else called Dave Gorman, mm. etc. It's The bar is raised every year to come up with a nutty concept for a show <laughs> that you can sort of put on a poster. What sort of stuff were people doing this year? Uh, this year, people were... Oh, some cr- They're getting all sorts of things. Like, people were doing things like... Um, uh, saying that they'll get married. Oh, yeah, every night. Eight yeah, every week. night. Well, they'll, they'll try to meet their future wife in their shows. You're right, yeah, A lot yeah, of people yeah. doing sort of like those gimmicky type of shows. Um, yeah. um, but then again, there were a lot of shows where people were just doing very personal stories as well. See, there's so much of that. And yet I remember 15 years ago when you could be the talk of the festival by sticking a skyrocket up your ass and playing there's no business <laughs> like show business. Not bad. <laughs> no, that was Chris Lyon. That was That's the talk right. of the festival in 1991. <laughs> I'd still bring him in, Tone. <laughs> Stephen Burkhoff's Macbeth. Mm. <laughs> what time's the guy with a cracker up his ass on? <laughs> Having said that, there there are shows that are, are kind of like that, that people just go, hmm, I want to do Shakespeare, but in the style of 
of rap, or oh. I want. I want to do interpretive, uh, interpretive version of you know a movie, and so yes. people doing all these hybrid shows. What do you mean, like movies on stage? Yeah, movies on stage. A one or, man Star Wars, that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, one man Star Wars, or um, American high school groups bring over these musicals, and it just so happens there's like fifteen American high schools doing exactly the same musical, oh. Guys and Dolls. Is that well, right? A high school. Yeah. So like the, they be- fly the Beaverton. Over. Senior college yep. comes over to Edinburgh to do Guys and Dolls. <laughs> yeah, and who do they think's going to go? Americans, because <laughs> the American audience members they don't see anything else but fellow Americans. <laughs> wow. That's right. And uh, now, just one thing on that Shakespeare in modern dress. Mm. I think I read somewhere, and this could be wrong, that Shakespeare was always done in modern dress. That it was never actually done in the period of which it was set. Is that right? That for centuries after centuries, it was modern. Look, these pantaloons—they might look olden days, but here in the 18th century, that's modern dress. Oh, I see. What I'm not like. dressing 16th century. No, I see. What so the gimmick of doing Shakespeare in modern dress is nothing new at all. Okay. There you go. So wow. that. See educational viewing. What about here the, on the the M's? What about the gimmick <laughs> of doing Reservoir Dogs as a stage play, as they did at my university? Oh, oh yeah. really? Yeah. Tarantino was fine, was that, wasn't he? He was absolutely up for it. And when it came to the bit where he had to cut the ear off, yeah. obviously you can't come, cut someone's <laughs> ear off. No. Uh, you know, the union will go nuts. So what they do is they had one of those, uh, like a lolly lips that they dipped, oh, in, yeah, they dipped yeah. in jelly mm. and there'd be a lot of screaming and then they'd throw it at the audience and they'd be like, ah! And then someone would just pick it up and start eating it. See, wow. That, that is that's not brilliant. But that's not traditional student theatre because there's no women in Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, that's right. No, no, no. We, we, they, they changed some parts. Uh, yeah. So they're still cracking on opportunities? <laughs> Mrs. Brown. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Ms. Yeah, Black. it was 50-50. That was, was it really? Because to get a play up at university, you got up and said, I'm doing Glengarry, Glen Ross. Traditionally, it's an all, <laughs> traditionally, it's an all-male cast, but uh, I'll be casting half women, half men. Who's single? Hands up. Right, uh, <laughs> Followed by the vagina monologues with guys. Uh, yeah, of course. Okay. Mrs. Brown, mm. you've got a lovely flesh wound here <laughs> on Get This on Triple M. True, and I won't waste a minute without you. I reckon you will, though. Thank you, Snow Patrol here at Get This on Triple M. Lawrence Loong is sitting in. We were talking about faux pas and uh, misnomers, things like that earlier in the mm. show. Lawrence, did you tell me about something you found in the Yellow Pages one time? Yeah, in the Yellow Pages, uh, so it was a few years ago, and I thought it was just an urban myth, but there was a picture of um, some sort of... It was advertising something. I think it was like a sign-writing company. I'm not sure what it was. Yeah. I had a picture of the Queen, because it said underneath it, call us at this number, and she was holding a telephone. But it wasn't a telephone. Right. It was a, a penis. Oh, it wasn't really. Now, hang on, this is the actual Queen. And did she pose for the shot? <laughs> <laughs> it, it, was a, it was a picture. And uh, apparently what had happened was that there was a disgruntled worker, graphic designer at oh, the Yellow yeah, yeah, Pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on his final day at work, he kind of mo- mocked up the pictures a little bit differently and made it a little bit rude. That's always good. Last day at work kind of stuff. Yeah. We must do some of that ourselves. You guys have to. We will replace every song in the computer and just put Toto's Africa in there. <laughs> I thought you were going to say a penis. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I usually am. Uh, but hang on, I don't even think you can use the Queen, can you? You can't just go, oh, look, who are we going to put in this ad for our plumbers? Could be oh, a, the Queen? Could be any Queen, Tone. <laughs> That's seditious. It really is. It has to be. Elizabeth II says, try these brain-snapping bargains. <laughs> I don't think that's allowed. But speaking of signs and things that are not quite right, uh, we've got something here. A lot of people, uh, for some reason, people in Brisbane want to hear this again. The uh, Well, you take part in the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. I think this was a report I filed uh, last year at that very event. Well, the International Comedy Festival is about to kick off in Melbourne and I'm sitting across the road from the very first pub uh, in which I ever saw live comedy when I first moved to Australia over 20 years ago, the Dick Whittington Tavern in East St Kilda. And, you know, it's been through a lot of changes of ownership over the years, uh, a lot of changes of name. It was originally the Dick Whittington, then it was shortened to the Dick Whit. And now, once again, all the signage has been redone. It's simply known as The Dick. And that looks great, except there's one particular bit of signage which has caught my eye, and I'd just like to see what the locals think of it. Here comes someone now. Let's see what they've got to say. Oh, excuse me, madam. I know you're just about to make a call. Uh, are you a local around here? I am, yeah. What does that sign say to you? The Dick. And then followed by? Uh, liqueur. Liquor, sorry. And so the end result would be? Uh, the Dick Liquor. Is that something you really want? 
on the front of a business in your neighbourhood. <laughs> yeah, that's not too bad. It's not a bad name, really. So you're quite happy to have the dick licker on yeah. the front of a business? Yeah. Excuse me, Jeds. I'm from Triple M. Are you the manager here? Yeah, yeah, I am one of the co-owners, yeah. Would it be possible for you to just step out the front for a moment? Uh, yeah, surely. I just want to show you something that I'm not sure if you're aware of this. I'm aware of everything. What's going on with your sign up here? It's lovely, isn't it? It just, is. It just says, uh, um, you know, bottle shop. But it does appear to say the dick liquor. No, it doesn't. It doesn't at all. It might to you, but it does yeah. certainly doesn't to me. And, uh, you know, I'd hate, hate to think that you were spruiking off... Uh, uh, I've not spruiked off for years, sir. ...inciting uh, people uh, and looking for their reaction when it clearly says the Dick Whittington Tavern. But if you stand across the road, it just says the dick liquor. Oh, no, not to me it doesn't. Are you sure about that? Oh, positive. You don't want to go over and have a look? No, what's the difference? Uh, why across the road as opposed to here? I, you know, you can read, I can read. What's the difference because ac across the road? Two sets of tram lines. Mm. It's funny because everyone I've, I've asked to read that sign out to me has called it the dick licker. Oh, how lovely. How lovely. Do you think that the sign is actually bringing more business? Well, you never know. It's an intangible thing and it's not designed to, uh, as you're suggesting, to perhaps bring more business. It's uh, certainly freshened the, uh, the look of the hotel up and uh, from that point of view... Um, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Well, well done. Thank you. We'll certainly be giving your business a plug on the show. The meals are super. It's very consistent. I'm a huge fan of the dick and I do come here for the liquor. Mm. Look, I don't want to tell you this, but I think you might be losing a bit of business to the sucker just down the road. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look. Just before the kids get out of school, <laughs> we'll get back onto good taste next. Here, get this. Oh, that's beautiful. That's the rights here at Get This around the nation on Triple M. Who's in that supergroup, that Asia-style supergroup, Mr. <laughs> Marsland? Members from Jet, Powderfinger, I think Cram from Spiderbait's on think, board. Uh, Grinspoon. One of the guys from Mario Speedwagon's in there. Yep. Yeah. And ten lids. Tin lids. A few tin lids in there. Lids, yeah. Yes, we've Jive got... bunnies on decks. <laughs> Lawrence Leung is definitely here, and, you know, he's been doing a bit of breakdancing. How long have you been attempting to master this skill now? Oh, since, what, April or something? Mm. No, before April, February. Well, see, that's fine, but that's happened in public. We're talking secret skills today oh, on yes. Guinness. Do you have any that the public don't know about? I have two secret skills. One of them is, uh, it's kind of like my superpower. I can uh, enter a party and I can always tell when two people really, really like each other. Oh, really? Before And they, before they even realise it themselves. Is that right? And so many of my friends yeah. over the years, I can tell when people are going to hook up before they realise oh, it themselves. Oh, yes. And they're together and, and okay, I'm okay. never wrong. Now, Lawrence, does, yes. does your um, skill... Mm -hmm. Does it only extend to people who end up in relationships, or what about meaningful half an hour relationships? <laughs> oh, both. both. It's all in the body language. I can tell in the body language. It's just really? like reading a book. The problem is, is I can't tell it for myself. Oh, but, okay. But, you know, because I, I'm not outside of my body watching myself from a distance. Well, not yet. You need a camera crew. No. Your camera crew following you at all times. Then review the footage. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's working. I think if there's a camera crew following me around, that's surely not good for the hot times. <laughs> well, you need a secret. Look, this is too much. Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> that's just one. What's your other? secret skill. My other secret skill is I can make my voice sound like the Predator from the movie The Predator. Oh, that's oh okay. Can we hear that? That's either the Predator or a very satisfied kitten. Either way, <laughs> take either. Wow. That's fantastic. As I've demonstrated many times on the show, have you got the sound effect? Sure. I can do the guy from the Car City Eyes. Here we go. <laughs> Ouch, quite hurts. Wow. Crazy eyes. Worth it, though. Uh, I want to buy a car off you now. <laughs> That's right. People with ocular problems know a lot about what's going on under the bonnet, I find. Uh, secret skills. I'll tell you what else. I'm really good at a school. There's, there's nothing else. There's no need for the skill anymore. Mm. Making a VHS compilation tape. You know, when you're going from one VHS yeah, machine yeah, yeah. to the other you and pausing it exactly so you don't get any ads. Really? but you don't clip the start of the scene. Yeah. Just getting in that black. And, you know, it's harder than it looks because people have tried to do this over the years will know as you get further into a three-hour tape, the lag time increases mm -hmm. and you've got to delay the pause. Mm -hmm. Like in the last five minutes, if you're trying to add something, mm -hmm. there's something like a 20-second lag because sure. you hit pause, it winds back. Yeah, yeah. Wow. It's a lot harder than it thinks. What so manner of witchcraft is this? It's very... Very useless okay. <laughs> in the 21st century, but give it a... Still, incredible. Not much call for it now. Oh, well. Yeah, DVD technology. But that's what we're looking for, secret skills. Who's got one here, Cavalier? 
Well, I can always tell if a neighbourhood cat is going to allow people to pat it or not from <gasps> far away. <laughs> wow. How can you tell that? This, they've got this look about them. I can always tell from here, you know, 30, 25, you know, 30 metres away. I can always tell from the body language of the cat whether it's going to allow me to go walk up and play with it, pick it up, give it a voice, kind of, you know, around in its face. See, if uh, you could translate those skills to the ladies, imagine yeah. how your life would transform. Imagine how much action I'd get. <laughs> and then Lawrence could be there to confirm that there's oh, something going man. on. man, we need to go to a... But I, I do actually want to take... I could watch you walk, mm. approaching cats and see whether the cat loves you or not. Yeah, so yeah. It's very similar. Well, I do want to take you to a party, Lawrence, just yeah. to see if you can... And I could just be there doing the, the Car City Eyes. That'd attract <laughs> that would attract that would frighten yeah. people and creep them out. <laughs> Mr. Marsden. I'm, I've got a very good body clock, so in the middle of the day, if I'm not wearing, I'm not wearing a watch or whatever, mm. I can sort of predict maybe it's about eight past ten past four, something like that. I think that's pretty impressive. Pretty good. Really. But, um, were you all of you just thinking that up until the word clock, he was claiming he had a very good body? Yeah, it was actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, speaking of my body, uh, the other physical thing that I can do, and I might have mentioned this on the show before, and that is that I can move my ears without actually touching them. Okay, take the um, headphones Everyone off. can. Well, not everyone. Sure. Not many people have that skill. Oh, it's, it's where someone else touches them. <laughs> yeah. No. So I've got to move okay. away from the microphone because I'll feedback. But yes. I... They are moving. They're not moving. Yeah. They yeah. are moving. They yeah. are so moving. Your hair is Your moving. Your hair's moving. Yeah. Well, it's a scalp thing, so... I get the feeling we've all just been asked on a date <laughs> by Rich. Hey, Richard, what time is it? Uh, well, it's around, I reckon, depends where you're listening, but I think maybe... <laughs> He's looking at the clock! He looked at three clocks. <laughs> that was so <laughs> subtle. He glanced from one clock to the other. It's three men who can tell the time by simply observing a timepiece. <laughs> I have to get kicked out of casinos for that skill. For so many reasons. Call us up with your secret skill, <laughs> listeners, one triple three five three. Get this. I believe this is an extremist cult and sect. Brought to you by Nissan Nova. Huge pulling power. You're listening to Get This. It's on Triple M around the nation. Lawrence Leung is here, seeking to be impressed by people with secret skills. Who's got some, Ed? Hi, Jonathan. How are you, boys? Excellent, sir. Your secret skill? Well, I can actually pick the inside of my nose with my tongue. Oh, well, well there's dinner <laughs> taken care of. You'd want that skill to be secret. Yeah. And, uh, Jonathan, how far up there can you get? <laughs> Well, it's a bit it's a bit hard to squeeze it in there, but you know, it comes in handy when I'm driving, so I don't have to take my hands off the wheel. Oh, Absolutely okay, right. Yes, and <laughs> there could well be a comedy festival show in it too if you can hand it out to 55 minutes. Or maybe this is the sort of gear that Kevin Rudd should be busting out yeah. during the debates. Come on, give us a break. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Sorry, Jonathan, he spoke over you there. He does that. very like that. Uh, good job. Well done. No worries, guys. I'd ask you to demonstrate, but this is radio, and I wouldn't know if you were lying or not. The bar is high, Ed. Hello, Andrew. How are you? Hey, boys. How are you? Ooh, excellent. Your secret skill? Um, I can sense that a television's been turned on, even if it's been muted. Mm. Same here. Do you just get this sort of high-pitched, uh, like, a feeling in yeah, your brain? Yeah, a little bit. Like, you know, when a cat, like a CRT? Yes. Monitor? Yeah. yeah. No, it's better getting difficult with flat screens, but, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> with, just another quick thing, too, Tony. Yes. Yeah. Um, I've, um, I've actually got a copy of your five and a well, the degeneration five in a row, 45, and I've actually started a Wikipedia page on it. Oh, really? Yes, so if you'd like to add stuff to it. Well, the cover, I think, had some probably very dated but possibly defamatory jokes on it. Oh, if well, I Sadie the 89 mix and um, yeah. Kylie remixed again and stuff yeah. like that. So, yeah. yeah, that's all fairly clean. It gets fairly fruity down well, the bottom. Well, it looks very tiny 50. anyway. So, Thank yeah. you very much for taking Thanks, us Andrew. back to those days of 1989. <laughs> Thank Thanks <you>. to Tom <laughs> Gleisner, who wrote that single. Hello, Matthew. How are you? Hello. Uh, what's your secret skill? My mum can predict death dates within the accuracy of about two days. What? Well, just anybody? What? Well, she picked both my grandparents at about two days each. One was one she picked a date and he was about ten minutes from death. The other day she picked another date after that and then it was about two days out from that as well. Wow. Right. Now. She's not like a poisoner, is she? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I think you're gonna die in ten minutes. Have a drink. No, not that drink. <laughs> this drink. Uh, I don't know. So these people have to be unwell. It's not like she just sees them when they're 10 and goes, oh, Well, <laughs> they were hospitalised okay. previously when she picked the dates and then she yeah. managed to choose when they died. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's worth boasting about. <laughs> yeah, <it's> great. <laughs> great party trick. Uh, let's go around the room. Who uh, else has a secret skill? G'day, Wayne. How you going? How you going? I'm going well. Good. Well, what can you do, sir? I have the uncanny canny ability to, to be in a hurry to get somewhere, get in my car... And I will find the most inconsiderate, <laughs> slowest driver you've ever seen in your life. Shoot, <laughs> it's funny because I have that skill as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and my skill is I'm the car in front of you. 
<laughs> yeah, that's right. He's always there. It's always Lawrence. If you check, there's always a breakdancing mat and some ping pong bats with one of them. Now, you go for the slightly battered ping pong bat, uh, don't I, you? Yeah, the battered bat, and also I hold it like a pen. Yeah, pen yeah. Grip. claw grip. Okay, mm, that's insane. that's the big news today, listeners. Table tennis tournoi <laughs> is returning to wow. save the program, I'm guessing. Hello there, Kelly. How are you? Good, thanks, guys. How are you? Excellent. Uh, your secret skill? I can um, pick a song by hearing, like, the first note, oh, um, usually. Yes. Just the first if, note, really? If it's a band that's, you know, one of my favourites and that, yeah, I've been known to... I've actually done it on radio on air before, so... Right. Have you? Well, uh, tell you what, just randomly, what is the next song we're playing, Rich? Uh, Here's the next song we're playing. Opening. Oh, what was that one? What's that? Oh, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> well done. That's it needs very to be close. one of my favourites. You were very close. The answer was I don't remember by Powderfinger. Yeah. I think oh, we can oh, still okay. give you a prize. <laughs> Beautifully done. Fabulous selection Thank of you skills. All. Great skills. But what about our own musical skills? What about them? What about the spectacular intro themes mm -hmm. to Ed's Neighbours Plot or Not? Oh. Have you ever heard them, Lawrence? All the ones that go dun 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 dun. That's more work than he often puts in. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Lawrence. Bag that up, Maddie. <laughs> Full details next. I'll get this. Oh, the hard way. Thirsty Merc. Here we get this around the nation on Triple M. Not Powderfinger. No. But I thought that was part of the, it was, the magic. I'll, I'll say it was a joke. Yeah. It was <laughs> always say it was deliberate in comedy. Lawrence Loong is with us. Uh, have you not heard Neighbours Plot or not, Lawrence? No, no, I haven't. This goes out in the first hour of the show a lot, and it's it's a sort of quiz that Ed's come up with. And <laughs> it would mean sort of. It is an actual quiz, Lawrence. The way it works is they they print the plots of Neighbours in mm -hmm. TV Week. Yeah. So what I do is I make up some other plots, and these two have to guess which is the ones uh, I've made up and which is from the TV week. Often yeah. it doesn't get far past the opening theme. No. What is the theme normally? Uh, it's either me singing uh, Neighbours' plot to a Mexican kind of jingle, yeah. or I ask you to do it and you sing the theme song from All Together. Yeah, now. I think that's canvassed in this clip here, requested by a few people. Now, guys, according to my rundown, it's time to play Neighbours Plot or Not. Yes. Mm. It's been a bit shambolic lately. Well, uh, well, let's just cut that out. Well, the theme uh, songs, how poor have the theme songs been? Come well, on. They, look, they've been uh, on the hop, as I would say, on the hop. <laughs> on is the, the hop. But, Tony, what have you done? Every time I ask you to sing a song, it's always that All Together Now nonsense. Everyone loves the All Together Now theme. <laughs> Not the way you sing it. People <sighs> like the John English version. Richard, you bring poor George Harrison's at best. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll do a new one. Um, how does the actual Neighbours theme go, Rich? How does um, that start? Is it, uh, it's, everybody needs everybody good Everybody needs, needs good. good. Everybody mm. needs good. Everybody 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 needs good neighbours. With a little understanding, we can find the perfect blend. Neighbours, they should be there for one another. That's when neighbours become good friends and then someone falls off a cliff. I never thought that I would be going. The kind of shows that you would be showing. The way you do that Ramsey Street voodoo. I'm glad I moved here from East Yawamutu. Neighbours lost or not, you see Tony. Neighbours lost or Carol started croaking. Neighbours lost or coffee shops. Neighbours, 
I don't know. It's obviously just off the top of a head. <laughs> Not bad. Thanks, Barry. What? See you, Barry. Yeah. Cheers, mate. Walking out. Thanks for everything, bro. He pops in from time to time. Amazing how you were still singing then and talking to him. Yeah, well, it's um, circular breathing does that. I think you're fine. <laughs> okay, well, uh, thanks for the world's most elaborate yeah. setup to the world's worst segment. Oh, we don't actually have time for the segment. What? Back to wind things up in a moment. Here we get this on Triple M. Yes, we certainly do. Time to sign off here and get this. Lawrence Loon, thank you for sitting in for the thank hour. Thank you. And now yeah. you've revealed this amazing skill to be able yep. to tell just from body language mm-hmm. that people are together. Or they're going, they're going to be together before yes. they even realise it themselves. <laughs> yeah, they're going to hook up. Now, how much money has Ed offered you to perform <laughs> this service at parties with him? <laughs> well, I can't guarantee. I'm not guaranteeing that I can get people together. I can just see it when yeah, it's yeah, happening. Yeah. But if we just do a straw poll, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, if we just yeah. walk around to each person at the party, no you can tell. time for that straw poll. Time <laughs> to sign off. Will and Limo are coming up. Let me just uh, end with our key phrase today. I think it was the way we were described in the Melbourne Age today. Give this a successful annoyance for the Osterio Network. And we'll be back tomorrow with Daniel Kitson. We certainly will. It's all thanks to the Nissan Navara with its huge pulling power and long blonde locks. <laughs> now it's all out in you know. The people are together. They're, they're, going, no, no, no. they're going to be together before yes. they even realise it themselves. Yeah, they're going to hook up. Now, how much money has Ed offered you to perform <laughs> this service at parties with him? <laughs> well, I can't guarantee... I'm not guaranteeing that I can get people together. I can just see it when yeah, it's yeah, happening. But yeah. if we just do a straw poll, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, if we just yeah. walk around to each person at the party, no you can tell. time for that straw poll. Time <laughs> to sign off. Will and Limo are coming up. Let me just uh, end with our key phrase today. I think it was the way we were described in the Melbourne Age today. Get this, a successful annoyance for the Osterio Network. <laughs> And we'll be back tomorrow with Daniel Kitson. We certainly will. It's all thanks to the Nissan Navara with its huge pulling power and long blonde locks.